We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it takes us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So we grab a Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show. All bases covered, my brothers. Yeah, you know you love it. We <clears throat> welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast. We're finally back. It's Monday, big news day. I got Josh on the line. He's in a very loud spot. Sorry, guys. Um. Sam will not be on the show uh, this evening as work has called him away. Uh, we're waiting on our producer, Joe, uh, to jump in. So hopefully uh, he will be on soon. But, Josh, how we doing, buddy? Fantastic. How are you? Since you had Dude, to meet I, me on Friday for fucking somebody's 40th birthday party, which is some bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, guys, sorry. The uh, the 40th birthday is a little bit more important than uh, popping in on a podcast, so I apologize. <laughs> and hey. we had a great show planned for you guys, too. Well, we got, a, we got a great show today. We got a great show today. In fact, in fact, in honor of March Madness, I want to kick it off. I want to kick off the show before we get to football talk, and then we will unveil our bracket. We'll unveil – we will unveil our bracket. Final four picks. So all I didn't that do a bracket. Shit. I failed. Well, Just throw that out there. Okay. Well, you know what? While I fucking fill one out, Josh, right now, at least get throw some shit together while I while I unveil our divas bracket. We've been promising this now there for we two go. weeks. We always fucking get sidetracked. So I am going to go ahead and tell you right now. Here's our thirty-two seated. We didn't do 64. We did 32. 64, I was starting to run out of steam after, like, 30. So, top 32. You should have called me for help because I could have helped you fill that shit out. I'm sorry. You know what? If we ever – maybe next year we'll do 64. We'll up it to 64. But – Well, I mean, it's so fair. We're already going to do it this year. Maybe we should hold off on this and re- unveil it on Friday in honor of March Madness. Well, in honor of March Madness, let's do it today. I already got it filled out, so let's go. Let's All right, go. whatever. And I, I'm ready to put shit up on the poll. Okay. All right. So I'm telling you, some of these matchups could go either way, except for some of the number one seeds. I think the number one seed should coast through to the second round, but there's some tasty matchups in the first round. So we got in the in the one side of the bracket. We got Sable and Gail Kim. Then we have Miss Elizabeth against Mickey James. Then we got Becky Lynch and Ava Torres. And then Lana going up against Rosa Mendez. All right. Then the other bracket, the top seed, Stacey Keebler. She's got China. Then we got Brie Bella versus Candice Michelle. Then we got Sasha Banks and Paige. That's going to be a that's that that one's going to be a tight one. And then Ava Marie going up against Brooke Adams. And then on the other side of the bracket, 
Tory Wilson, the number one seed against 16 seed JoJo. Um, we got Mandy Rose versus Britt Baker. We got Sonny and Lita. Oof, that's a, that's a tough matchup too. That one could go either way. And then we got Maurice and Natalia. And then uh, Natalia Neidhart. And then in the last bracket, number one seed Trish Stratus against Ivory. Ronda Rousey against AJ Lee. Kelly Kelly matched up against Peyton Royce. And Nikki Bella and Christy Hemi. Sounds very good. But I still think we could have went 64. God we damn it. I think you left a lot of them out. I did, all right. I, I did leave a lot out, but that's okay. This will make it. I think this. a lot of these matchups are close in the first round. Like, honestly, Nikki Bella and Christy Hemi is extremely close. Kelly Kelly and Peyton Royce. Ronda Rousey, A.J. Lee. Sasha Banks and Paige. Uh Sonny and Lita, Britt ba- Baker and Mandy Rose. Like, there's some there's some tasty first-round matchups right here. And now, let me ask you, Josh, do you think all – who's the first number one seed that's going to fall, in your opinion? Who's in this bracket here of our Divas, who's got the toughest path to the final four? Hold on. Who was, who was the number ones again? You said Stacey Keebler. Stable. Tori Wilson, Sable. Trish Stratus, and Stacey Keebler are the top four seeds. Sable. You think Sable already, gonna? Yeah. You think she's in the toughest bracket? Yeah. I I mean, yeah, she was attractive, but I don't think she was all that. I think there were hotter divas than Sable. Okay. I mean, te- in right. my opinion, maybe Rose should have been the number one over Sable. Just saying. All right. Well, Sable did a lot more. For the divas, though, if it, I, it wasn't just once. That's it she, was, posted, you... she posed naked in fucking Playboy. That's the only reason why. But she was the first one to do it. But, but she not, didn't wrestle. She was the first one to fucking ballet. She has the tough bracket, but you're thinking she's going to be, like, the first number one to go. Correct. All I right. think she's yeah. going to be the first number one to lose. Okay. Okay. You might be right. That's, I mean... I don't know. I don't know if she's getting past Becky Lynch in the Sweet Sixteen. No, I, 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 by I far, the, Becky Lynch guess, is hotter than Sable. Sorry. Yeah. My opinion. Draw though. I think the toughest draw might be. It might be Trish Stratus because she's got Ronda Rousey, AJ Lee, Kelly Kelly, Peyton Royce, and Nikki Belly, uh, Nick, Nikki Bella in her bracket. Uh, a couple of them don't scare me with her. No, no, no. All right, not at all. No, not really. All right. Well, we'll see how the fans vote on our divas bracket. We will get to the actual March Madness bracket here in a little bit. Um, first, let's talk some NFL news, guys. Um, and I want to start with Lamar Jackson. No, let's go. Let's go. Let's go NBA first. Because NFL is going to take up a lot of our show. So, let's just hit the NBA first with the controversy with J.J. Redick and Kendrick Perkins. Why don't you guys start with that? Because there's another story that you guys might not have heard with Chael Sonnen appearing on the Flagrant 2 podcast. 
which is with Andrew oh. Schultz. So why don't, you guys, why don't you guys start with the MVP uh, controversy that's now a little bit older, but since we didn't have a show on Friday, um, we'll get to it right now. Um, JJ Reddick, Kendrick Perkins comments. Who wants to start there? So all I got to say is I am glad somebody finally stood up and shut that man down, did it very respectfully, and even was like, Stephen A., respectively, this is this is race baiting like no other right now. Yeah. Like, oh, these white riders don't want to vote for a black MVP of the league. They they just because he's white, Nick Djokovic, uh, that that's why they're doing it. Bullshit. The guy has the numbers. And and if we go back in history, the last thirty years, do you know how many white NBA in MVPs there have been, Mike? Other than other than Djokovic, it's only been Nash and Dirk, and then not counting Larry Bird in the eighties. And in the last thirty years, Joe, do you know yeah. do you know who how many? Three or four, six white MVP players, MVP players in the last thirty oh, years, but only three different ones, right? Because Jokic Correct. now has two, Nash had two, and Dirk had one. That's five. So, so please tell me there. It, it ended up being six. So please tell me okay. how these white writers are racist. Oh, please! I, I want somebody to explain that Here, to me. Hold on, I'll bring it even a little further. Uh, this will this will tip your the fancy a little bit better. Since 1956, there uh, when the NBA first started giving out MVPs, there have only been eight white players that have won MVPs since 1956. Because so, I mean, that, let me I tell mean, you why. That's that's just tell you. That's just tell you why Kendrick Perkins is doing. Why Kendrick Perkins is doing what he's doing? Because it's a hot topic. But Kendrick Perkins basically talks like the dude from Green Mile. He talks like Michael Clark Duncan from Green Mile. Okay, and he's trying to make a name for himself, and so he's just out there spewing shit because, as Marcellus Wiley uh, posted on his podcast, "Never Shut Up." There's only two ways to make it in big media. If you're going to be on ESPN or you're going to be on Fox Sports, there's only two two lanes that you could be in if you want to be a big star. And that is either be divisive and say controversial stuff or attack players. Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless attack players. They make a name by calling out players and attacking them on a, on, a, on a more personal level, which is why you see ex-players kind of get on both Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. Then you have other guys like like um, Emmanuel Acho or Kendrick Perkins or Doug Gottlieb who choose to be the more divisive route and say stuff that they know is going to get people arguing. And that's and that's what and that's what Kendrick Perkins is doing. I, I, and I'm glad that JJ Reddick not only called him out, but he called out the show. He basically, you know, exactly. he he said 
you know, I, I, it's an honor to sit at this desk. I have a lot of respect for what the show does and whatever, but he's like, this is what's wrong with this show. And when they call up stuff. And then Kendrick Perkins tried to backtrack, and he just sounded like a fucking moron. But to answer the question I, and to talk about it, no, I don't think that it has anything to do with him being white. And I think it has everything to do with the fact that Jokic is nearly averaging a triple-double and the Denver Nuggets are in first place in their conference. And I, I'll be honest with you, there's before Luka got hurt, he was on such a tear that I thought Luka Doncic deserved some MVP consideration and he wasn't getting the love. Now he's kind of faded back. But I would almost take Embiid at this point over over Jokic. Um, I Embiid is averaging thirty three point four points per game. And until like, until just, Philadelphia can win in the playoffs, I will not take Embiid over Djokovic right now. What did Jokic wait? What did Jokic do in the playoffs? Tell me. Hey, they've what they've gone they've the gone playoffs? further than the first round. Three years, and not since he's been named MVP. The last two years he's been named MVP, they've been bounced in the first round. I would still do it over Embiid. I mean, how many times have we seen Doc Rivers' teams be so damn good in the, in the regular season just to get into the playoffs, and they fucking fold like no other? Now, I will say... They, I mean, they if, can be a good regular season team teams all they want, but... You, you, you got the MVP to play is the regular award, Josh. The I was MVP say, is regular season. If you want to put into account the playoffs and stuff like that, uh, then you can't vote on the MVP until after all that's done. So right. this is regular season only. I don't give a fuck. Well, so and I, I backtrack. I, I, I still take Djokovic over over and double. Um, I said that Jokic was nearly averaging a triple-double. It's a week east. I was wrong. He's averaging a triple-double. He's averaging 25 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists per game. So Jokic is averaging a triple-double. So, I, and no, the, last, the last person that averaged so a triple-double, guess what he won? Who was the last uh, one that uh, averaged a triple-double and won the MVP? Russell Westbrook. So, yeah. there you go. Anyways, he's he's actually I, I still vote for Embiid at this point. Um, but You're fucking crazy. I'm not. I am not. You don't know, you don't know shit about Just, basketball. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see. Embiid, by the way. <laughs> Embiid, Embiid leads the league in PER. He also averages more blocks than uh what's his face than than Jokic, okay? And he's he's outscoring him by damn near ten points per game. So I we'll see what happens. I I'm I am I'm on the M B train right now. So Yeah, but I mean I mean anybody can fucking dunk the ball or have a layup. At least Djokovic can go outside to, and shoot the ball a little bit. Embiid, I mean, kind of, but not because it's of Djok- course, Djokovic. Of course, white boy's gonna gonna side with the white boys. <laughs> listen okay. here, listen here. I I will tell you one thing. Growing up <laughs> as a kid, 
who who do you think I idolized in in sports? Right? Let's let's just go down the imaginary road back into fucking nineteen nineties when I was a kid. Right? I idolized Michael Jordan. <laughs> I, I mean, he's not he's not white. Uh, a big Reds fan, correct? Cincinnati. Deion Sanders. <laughs> Barry Larkin. I thought you were a big no. Chris Sabo guy. I never, <laughs> never really liked Chris Sabo. Josh, Josh, Josh like followed <laughs> Who did I like? Odd Benzinger. Fucking David Duvall? Come on, man. Everybody <laughs> fucking loves yeah. Tiger Woods. Everybody wants to be Tiger Woods. Oh, guess what? God. Guess what? They all three have in common. They're liked by Josh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're, they're liked, liked by, by me. <laughs> and I idolized every single one of them. I wanted to grow up and be just like them, but I kind of fell a, at least eight to nine inches short of Michael Jordan and probably about fifty pounds of of straight muscle and uh, I mean, Tiger Woods. I just can't fucking golf for the shit. I'll fucking I mean, slice it to the left or the right. Now, and Josh, if you're going to be Larkin, I was a catcher, so I was I was the next Johnny Bench that wasn't Johnny Bench. Josh, if you're going to be <laughs> on on the talk show saying stuff, you can't make up bullshit. So, for the record, according to most of the ladies that Josh has dated, he has definitely missed being Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods by 13 inches or more. Um, wow. I'm not that short, dude. The fuck? You're not talking about that. <laughs> Way to go, Speedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Man>. my God. <laughs> All right. On to, and speaking of growth hormones, um, LeBron <laughs> James. Hate you all. Now I'm fucking crying, you sons of bitches. <laughs> LeBron James was in the news. I don't, you know, this seems to have been swept under the rug. But no, that doesn't happen. Joe Simon was on the Flagrant Two podcast, uh, one of a, a podcast that I really enjoy listening to, and basically said that LeBron James has been taking EPO, which is a type of uh, growth hormone. Um, and it's basically what Lance Armstrong took. And what EPO does is it increases your red blood cells, which gives you endurance so that you can play longer. Uh, you can yeah, – you still have energy in the fourth quarter, and you can shoot, you know, the ball in the fourth quarter just like you shot it in the in the first quarter. And he calls it the king of performance enhancers. And sounded like they have the same drug dealer. They have the same guy. Now – all of this, you know, is interesting because LeBron James, at age 38, played a game where you have to run up and down the court and you are playing for about 40 minutes a game, has not declined. He is still averaging like 26 points a game or so, and he doesn't look like he's slowed down at all. How much truth? Or how much do you buy into Chael Sonnen's claims? Because he is known as just a shit talker. Well, so, let me I'm ask you this. Do they, do they do random drug tests in the NBA? They do, but there's ways around it. But, yes, they they, they do random drug tests. Yes, they I do. I mean, there's ways around every fucking thing. Let's face it. If you, there's a speed limit. You're, there's ways around the speed limit. Um, 
but I'm just asking if, you know, if. So James at the age of 38 before he got injured was averaging 29.4 rebounds and 6.4 assists. And that was his average this season. He's 38 years old. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I kind of buy into some of this. Also, when you're a star, they, the NBA doesn't want scandals coming out for their biggest stars. That's why there's that conspiracy theory about Michael Jordan that when his dad was killed, he took a year and a half off. But some people are claiming that really that was David Stern going to him and saying, you have a gambling problem. That's what me and Joe were talking about earlier today. And that's funny you said that. that Me and Joe literally were saying that. You go go look at some of these professional athletes and look how many big controversies they have. Like, you look at a Michael Jordan, you look at a Tiger Woods, you look at uh, LeBron James. None of them had really, really big controversies except for, like, Michael Jordan, the gambling. Tiger Woods, the adultery. Um, LeBron... To give, Just, he won't shut his mouth up. To, to give context, we were talking about the bullshit with the whole NBA MVP being racist, and then we started talking about um, the people we looked up to, and then the difference between the people we looked up to as a kid versus, um, you know, some of these athletes that are out there now, like yeah. like Michael Jordan, example. I mean, the man has been in the media, in the, in the spotlight for how many years and I can only think of maybe, maybe, and I'm reaching here, two or three things where it was like, oh, Michael Jordan, you shouldn't have done that. Other than that, like, like he keeps it himself, does his thing. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't do stupid shit. And if he does, yeah. he hides it really well. <laughs> and and that's, yeah. that's the one thing I said is I think the reason why he retired the first time was you're exactly right. David Stern told him, look. We're we're already bad with ratings. If we lose Michael Jordan, our fucking product's done, right? If he comes out and he has a big gambling problem, it's going to look bad on the NBA, thinking we're betting on games and everything like that. So, hey, look, you need to take a, a year, year and a half off, go do whatever, and then come back in a couple years. I'm sorry. I think, I that's think- my personal opinion what happened. I don't think it was – Everything what they're saying. I'm just throwing I think out. The NBA was I trying. think I think the NFL, the MLB, the NBA, all the major sports should allow their players to bet on their own team, not against their own team, but bet on their own team. Because I don't know but, about you, but I dropped million dollars. I'm gonna play that much harder. You can't. You can't do that though, because you're but still. You can still kind of control it. It's not just that Jordan was gambling. He was. He was. It was like a problem. They're they're saying that his dad was murdered because of gambling debts that he owed. There's a lot of conspiracies floating out there about about Michael Jordan and about how bad things had gotten, and that uh, you know, and it's all conspiracy theories. There's no hard evidence, but that it's it's very. And I'm kind of curious if LeBron James, this guy, Taylor Sonnen now doesn't. These guys don't tend to lie, though. Like, you look at Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco was a disgraced baseball player, but he blew the lid on the uh, he blew the whistle on um, steroid era, and and that's what yep. led to like Fire and Palmero and all those guys getting busted. 
you know, did they kind of did they blow the whistle on it or did it get caught? No, no I, think I mean he got already caught. been out of baseball. Conseco had already been out of baseball though, and then he was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to, I'm going no, to." I think, uh, no, I, no, I think no, he got caught. I think he got caught when he was playing for Texas, and he got suspended okay. for steroid use. He got caught. And then he's yeah. like, oh, fuck that. If I'm going down, I'm taking everyone else Everybody's down with me. Down. Uh, which, I mean, it's like, okay, you can't give a man – I'm not going to give a motherfucker a praise for getting caught and then saying, hey, if I'm going down with the ship, everybody else is going. Like, no, you got to recognize you did wrong before you get caught or just don't do it. No, here, here's – all right, let me, let me tell you this. All right, so here's some facts here. Conseco, Conseco's final season was 2001, okay? He played for the Texas Rangers from 1992 to 1994. In 2005, Conseco admitted to using anabolic steroids in a tell-all book called Juiced, Wild Times, Rampant Roids, and Smashed Hit. Smash Hit's how baseball got big. And he claimed that up to 85% of major league players took steroids. Uh, in the book, Conseco specifically identified McGuire, Palmero, Giambi, Ivan Rodriguez, and Juan Gonzalez, the fellow steroid users, and admitted that he injected them. Okay? So this was after his playing career was done, which launched the entire investigation into steroids. Conseco never failed a drug test while playing, never tested positive for steroids while playing because Major League Baseball didn't test for it. But in 2005, that's when he wrote the tell-all book. Yeah, there. Quiet. It's very quiet. Dead air. It's not good. Dead air is not good. Somebody fucking talk. That's not me. My, my bad. My bad. I was I was on mute. I was on the mute. I'm just reading. <laughs> I was just looking to see if there was anything. So. I remember the game to where like uh, where it was hit in the air and it fucking bounced off his head and went over the wall yeah. and that's kind of like yeah. the, the downfall of his career and then I guess it was yeah. shortly after that that's when uh, he had that book come out okay so that makes sense because I think after that air they they kind of fucking were like dude you suck get the fuck out of here I'm still saying um, something happened that he came out and was like hey I did this like. He didn't do it for they, the well, Everybody the thought part. he was doing it for publicity, Joe. Everybody thought when he wrote the book that he was just doing it because he was bored and he wanted to be back in the spotlight. And th- that might have been very well what he was doing. But I remember a lot of people thought he was a joke. Everybody was kind of making fun of Conseco, and they were all just kind of like dogging on him. Uh, and then uh, he wrote this book, and everybody – Still thought it was a joke until un, until people started getting busted for steroids, and then they were like, "Oh, well, shit." Well, I mean, so, there you go. I mean, okay, so he wasn't caught, but he was doing it for a reason. He was doing it to get publicity. He was doing it to get in limelight. Yeah, like he had motive. But, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, not to get off tap tra- tra- topic because we we got only 30 minutes to go, and we got a lot of shit to cover is I think Chael Sonnen might be doing the same thing. He's always been a loudmouth, but that doesn't, mean there's not, that doesn't mean there's not truth to it. 
And so I'm very curious how they handle the situation. Because no, it would I, not surprise I, me at all if he if he was doing steroids, uh, they, some kind of performance enhancement. No, I, I, well, I, 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 I think Charles Hannah's well, telling the truth. Will one of you two deal with that fucking spider? What? Hurt, what the fuck hurt somebody about? complaining about a fucking spider back here. You, one of you two better take care of that fucking spider. It was Spider-Man. There's, the kids are fucking arguing over Spider-Man, goddammit. Oh, anyway, all I heard was uh, as we get spider. Off, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about spiders, but all right, here we go. All right, let's go to the NFL news before we get to our brackets. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Uh, NFL. So I'm going to start with Lamar Jackson. Uh, And a lot of people are claiming, a lot of players are like, it's collusion against Lamar Jackson. How do you not want the former MVP, blah, 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 blah. And I'll tell you why people don't want the former MVP. Because doesn't have an agent. He's negotiating for himself, and he wants a fully guaranteed contract that nobody's going to give him. No one is going to, because they don't want to set a pre- Deshaun Watson can be written off as a one-off crazy owner who was desperate. They give Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract. All of a sudden, now it becomes a trend, and now other guys are going to want fully guaranteed contracts. Lamar Jackson hasn't stayed healthy. But there's a lot of QB needy teams. There's a lot of QB needy teams that are like, I'm out. They've already announced that they're out on Lamar Jackson's sweepstakes. So is it a bit of collusion? Maybe. I, I, but not in a bad way. I think the NFL owners all talk to each other and they're like, look, we're not, you know, you guys aren't going to give Lamar a fully guaranteed contract, right? And they're like, yeah, no, 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 no one's doing it. But Josh, you brought this up earlier. Other teams also don't want to do the Ravens' work for them. Exactly. Why? Why would a team want to go negotiate with a player, get something locked in, and just for the Ravens, like, no, we'll go ahead and match that offer, so you can just stay here. And what's Lamar going to do? Oh, okay. Finally, got gave me what I fucking want. Right? About fucking time. Mm-hmm. No, fuck right. that. I mean, I, I agree with teams. The, the teams shouldn't have to do that. If they want to sign them, go fucking sign them. You'll get them. Make some outrageous I, fucking thing that Baltimore – because Baltimore's already over the cap, and they've they already had to cut uh, Calais Campbell today to get under the salary cap. Um, yeah. And if you notice the news today, which it didn't say anything, was the Browns restructured Deshaun Watson's contract too to save him yeah. $36 million. Yeah. So I want to know the details on that. So what are they doing? Are they giving him another signing bonus now? Yeah. They converted. Yeah, they converted his payment to a signing bonus. So, so he I mean, literally if I was Lamar get, get Jackson, any consequence. <laughs> no. If if I was Lamar no. Jackson, I'd be looking at that too. I'm like, whoa. He just got another fucking signing bonus after this other huge signing bonus. So he already got eighty million dollars guaranteed. For fucking playing five games, so I mean, eh, Lamar Jackson, probably same boot. I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I don't believe that Lamar Jackson will play this coming season. I think that he's he's signed on the exclusive franchise, or he's signed on the non-exclusive franchise tag. He has until week ten to sign it. 
okay? $32 million. I don't think any team is going to make an offer for him because they don't want the Ravens to just go ahead and, and match it. And I don't think the Ravens are going to come back to him with any kind of contract. What I think will probably happen is signs his franchise tag week 10 but doesn't play. Or maybe he plays a game and he gets hurt and, and then he goes out again and stays out. And then I think the Ravens are just going to have to let him walk in free agency. If, and, if I and, was Lamar Jackson, you put me in Lamar Jackson's shoes, I'm going to do the same fucking thing that Deshaun Watson just did two years ago. You want to, yeah. You don't want to give me the contract. You're going to pay me $32 million anyway. I'm going to sit out all fucking year. Go fuck yourself because you're, you're not giving me what I'm asking for. And right. we'll watch your team collapse. And then next year I'm going to be a free agent. Or you're going to sign me to another franchise tag, which is going to be 10% to 15% higher. And it's still going to fuck your chances of getting free agents to come in because they know that you're not willing to, to negotiate with them, right? Right. So right. Lamar Jackson does have a lot of power if he really wants to use it. He could really fuck the Ravens' plans up for the next two years easily. And the Ravens would be smart. I, the only reason why I, I think they haven't gave him the, con, the big contract that he wants is because they're strapped. They are completely strapped with, with the salary cap. They don't have the money. No. So what, what are they going to do? They're going to have to cut their I, defensive players that are making a shit ton of money and their defense is going to suck again. I don't think it's right? half as much they believe in Lamar Jackson. He had a great MVP year, but what what's he done really since then? He's not really improved as a passer, and he's been hurt the last two years. He's missed the last, you, you know, the last, you honestly, days, he's last eight weeks. Do you honestly think if, if Lamar could have played in that playoff game against the Bengals, do you think he could have? I do. I think he could have, too, and I think that was a message to the Ravens. Hey, go fuck yourselves. You're not, you're not going to pay me. Why should I go out when I'm not 100%? I'm like 85%. I could play, but what if I get hurt? There's no guarantee that you're going to sign me for a long term, and I could get injured. So, no, go fuck off. I'm not playing. You guys can go bye-bye, and you're you still got a late-round draft pick, not in the top, uh, because I was good enough to get you, what, uh, was it, 9-3 before he went out? Eight so 8-3 and three yeah. before I, he got hurt? Yeah. Like, I, come on. I don't think they – And, and two of them they games, they, they got beat by a comeback. Yeah. I But see, the thing, Josh, is I don't think – I do not think that they had faith in him. I don't think they wanted to sign him. Now, I'm going to throw this out here. I'm going to put this out here right now. Why is it that the black quarterback owners have and haul on whether they're going to sign him the long term? We saw it with Dak Prescott, you know, Lamar Jackson. Are we going to see it with Jalen Hurts? I don't know. They did. But they kind of did it with Deshaun Watson too. That's what racist. Racist. They kind of did it. They kind, the Texans kind of did it with Deshaun Watson too. Racist. They did. 
They did. Other than so, Patrick Mahomes, you got to put him in there. All the black, all the black quarterbacks are like, oh, I don't know if we want to give him a court. I don't, I don't know if we want to give him a contract extension or not. Right. Russell Wilson well, I, too. I mean, Russell Wilson got paid, but Russell, Russell Wilson got paid. Kind of like basically, Russell Wilson might as well be playing. <laughs> Come on, you fucking racist son of a bitch. <laughs> right, and you're fucking Asian. What the fuck? Uh, uh, no, right. I mean, I, you're, so, you're right. So he, he, yeah. my opinion on the whole thing, Dak Prescott, I didn't believe was – that's kind of where we have, we have to figure out this fucking QB situation with fucking the salary cap. A, Kirk Cousins isn't worth $40 fucking million dollars a year. Daniel Jones isn't yeah. worth $45 million a year. Dak Prescott isn't worth $45 million a year. Uh, right. These quarterbacks that want $40 million, they're not fucking worth it. So why is the NFL keep giving these fucking players that much fucking money? Hey, you know what? You want $45 million? Bye. Bye, Felicia. They're fucking Tom Brady. They're fucking Peyton Manning. They're fucking Aaron Rodgers. They're Patrick Mahomes. How much do you want? Oh, you want $80 million a year? Okay. Here you go. Here you go. You're bringing me fucking championships. These quarterbacks haven't brought one championship. They've got what a combined two, three playoff wins. That's it. Yeah, I hear you. Zach Prescott, great in the regular season. When he gets to the postseason, he's he can't win. Is it hit all on him? No. Is it on the team? Yes. Yeah. So, but you're the leader of that team. You're the quarterback. I've always said Dak Prescott is is a good quarterback. I would pay him over Kirk Cousins. I would pay him over. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I would pay him over a lot of these QB. Daniel Jones, by far, like, what the fuck? He got $48 million. What the fuck? Daniel Jones, by like, far. I think Dak Prescott's probably top ten. Like, would I pay him over Burrow, Mahomes, Allen? No. You know, definitely not over, like, some of these other I mean, some the, of these the cats, one quarterback but... that's paid the most, by far, is Patrick Mahomes. fucking Mahomes. That dude should be fucking $60 million a year. And yet yeah. Joe Burrow, you're gonna get paid. You're not. You're not Patrick Mahomes' money yet. I'm sorry. You're getting no, there. No, not until you're just wins, not there yet. Not until he wins multiple Super Bowls and a couple of regular season MVPs. I mean, exactly. then 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 we can talk. And I love Burrow. Don't get me wrong. He's very calm, cool, collected. But Patrick but, Mich- Patrick uh-huh. Mahomes should have the most fucking money. Aaron Rodgers should have the yeah. fucking most money. Yeah. So, right, and then guys, now wanna, we uh, should transition to Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Oh, I wanted to talk some Panthers football, but okay, let's go. Let's go Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Trey Wingo basically said on Twitter that it's a done deal with the Jets. That it's, it's basically a done deal that should be announced at some point this week. So, I, the one thing I, I, I did hear with like, that – the one thing I did hear is that, yeah, you're absolutely right. The, I think the terms have been agreed upon between the Jets and Green Bay. But now yeah. it's all up to Aaron Rodgers. And he came out in, earlier today and said, well, I don't really know what I want to do yet, and uh, I'm still debating on it. Like, come the fuck yeah. on, dude. Like, come on. These yeah, teams got to know what whole- the fuck you want to do. He's kind of holding them hostage, basically, because they can't really start to sign 
like free agents and shit until until they have the quarterback in play. And Correct. so and I'm, you, man, go ahead. And, and you're right. I, I think you're you're holding the Jets hostage because the Jets could technically turn. Like, okay, I'm not getting Aaron Rodgers, but there's another quarterback that's under a franchise tag that might be very interesting between Lamar, right. Right. you know, and that trade could work yeah. out. So I think me and you talked about that earlier today. If, if that would be a perfect landing spot for Lamar Jackson is the Jets, too. Honestly, if I if, was the if, Jets, I'd be going after Lamar more than I would be Aaron Rodgers. Lamar Jackson's 26 years old, man. I know that I got a quarterback for the next six to eight years. And yeah. Aaron Rodgers, and you I got a good running back. Yeah. Multiple you got good, good running back. back. So, you got a good got, defense. You got a couple good receivers. Yeah. So, you're yeah. you're kind of set. I, I think, and Lamar Jackson, with those running backs and his ability to run, makes it all the more dangerous. I mean, you got Brees Hall, who looks really good. You still got Michael Carter there. And you got Donovan Knight, who looked really nice in, in spurts last year. And, I mean, you yep. can just wear teams down. And then you got Garrett Wilson over the top uh, for the big play when teams start kind of coming in uh, to defend the run. And so, I, I, I don't know. I think Lamar Jackson there makes a lot more sense. But if they want to go after Aaron Rodgers and watch him sputter the last year or two of his career away, then, then so be it. But I, it didn't really work it's out so with funny. there. What? Yeah, I was about to say, it's it's so funny how uh, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre's careers are starting to turn, like, in the same direction. They both flirted with retirement yeah. for a couple years. Like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. Right after the, the, the Green Bay Packers drafted a replacement quarterback, you know, both both right around the same time, two, two three years down the road, like, oh, I got this guy in the back. Yeah. Oh, I might retire. I might come back. Oh, no, we're going to trade you to the fucking Jets. <laughs> so, Aaron Rodgers would go to the Jets for a year, and then the Jets are like, "Yeah, you know what? Minnesota's offering me this. We're going to trade him to Minnesota." <laughs> and, if, maybe, and Aaron Rodgers finishes his career in fucking Minnesota. That would be oh, fucking hilarious. How fucking fitting would that be? Jesus. That would be fucking All great. Right. So, Carolina, uh, the news of the day on that, I believe, Friday was Carolina trading up with Chicago for the top pick. I am hearing, and Josh, you and I differ on this. Josh, you've been saying that you think the pick is C.J. Stroud. It's C.J. Stroud. It's very much C.J. Stroud. Best best from from everything I've heard from Stroud. From everything I've heard from scouts to head coaches to everything, and I've read that C.J. Stroud had the best throwing of any QB in the draft and by far in the last few years, the best throwing session. So Frank Wright is a quarterback coach. Why wouldn't you take the best quarterback that can throw the ball, intermediate, medium, long ball, compared to what you're about to say is somebody that really didn't have a very good, uh, what, passing he had percentage? 
He had, great, he had a great combine. He had a great combine from all intents and purposes, from what I heard. Anthony Richardson uh, blew up. He still can't fucking throw the goddamn ball. So, here's what I'm saying is. Anthony Richardson, and I don't think it's a good pick because I'm not high on Anthony Richardson, but Carolina sees him as Cam Newton 2.0. That's what they see. And the difference is Cam Newton completed 66% of his passes in college. Anthony Richardson is barely completing 54% of his passes. They say that... Well, at Florida, Florida didn't recruit a very good receiver. He doesn't have a fucking receiver in Carolina. They just traded DJ Moore to the Bears. So who the fuck is he going to throw the ball to? Uh, Terrence Marshall? I mean, fuck. Shai Smith? LaVisca Chenault? I mean, fuck. Florida, you can't tell me that Florida doesn't have talent at wide receiver. They're the fucking SEC, man. Uh, they're a power program. But... I just – I keep hearing Anthony Richardson and the Panthers, and I keep hearing C.J. Stroud and the Colts. And those – and then and that's, that's the name. Those two is what I'm hearing the most of, of where they think people are going to land or what teams are enamored with who. What, I which is funny because I've heard the opposite. I've, I've never heard – Carolina uh, associated with Anthony Richardson. I heard Will Levis uh, multiple times, but never Anthony Richards, Richardson. So maybe Carolina Here goes go. Will Levis because he's got a he's got a big arm. So Josh, let me just read this right now from Panthers Wire. This is insider Carolina Panthers news source. Okay. Frank Reich, according to Peter King, Frank Reich apparently loves Anthony Richardson. He writes, I've heard the same rumors everyone else has. Frank Reich loves Florida QB Anthony Richardson, and he may be the pick. I'm a bit skeptical. Nothing against Richardson, who is one of the most interesting QB prospects in the past few drafts. I wonder, though, about trading two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and one of your five best players for a player with a high ceiling but one year as a college starter. Trading the number one and choosing Richardson might turn out to be brilliant, but picking Richardson number one after dealing five prime pieces is also a major risk. I'm telling you, in the circles that I have, in the contacts that I have, the Panthers are reportedly very high on Richardson now. Another thing that I covered, though, Josh, I talked to you about this earlier. There's been talk that they might trade down from number one. If they can trade down from number one to, like, number three or four and still land Anthony Richardson and recoup some of the draft capital that they lost, it's a win-win for them. But I don't think they – I think they didn't have to trade up to number one to get Anthony Richardson. Yes, they can trade down, but still – Number right. one, number one, Chicago was going to trade it no matter what. And the, yeah. the two names we've, we've heard the whole time have been Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. And everything that they were saying was C.J. Stroud would go to the Texans, uh, Bryce Young would go number one, and then Will Levis was the third, third QB taken, and then Anthony Richardson. If that was the case, they didn't have to trade – I didn't think they had to trade – 
down down to number one to get Anthony Richardson. They could have stayed put at number nine or traded up to into they, the top five to get him. He wouldn't have been there at number nine, I'm telling you that much. If they'd stand, stood pat at number nine. I Richardson think he would have been some, there at number nine. Dude, I, think, I honestly think he would have been there at number nine. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, who, else, who else would want him? I, I don't think Indianapolis well, was enamored by him. Dude, you the got Falcons the Falcons going to take him. They, number eight. They, the Falcons take, they, were gonna, they were, they were going to stay with fucking Ritter the whole time. And if Ritter didn't pan out, and they were, and they went rogue, if they didn't fucking win, they were going Caleb Williams next year to begin with. There's, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, there was a lot of teams that were looking at a quarterback that were looking to trade up. The Titans were one of them. The Titans could have jumped them and, and gone. You know, there's, you look at the Seahawks. The Seahawks are candidates to trade down from number five potentially. The Cardinals are candidates number. Need to trade down. The Lions at number six, who don't need a quarterback, could trade down and get more picks to address the defense, and they would still have two first-round picks. There's a lot of things that can happen. You can't say that at number nine, if they had just held back, that he would have automatically fell there. There was no guarantee. But I also don't think trading up to number one, if that's your guy, I agree with you. They gave up too much. If, if it's if it's not Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, they and they want to take Richardson at number one, then they gave up too much. Because I oh, agree, exactly. they could have traded up to like number three with Arizona, or maybe number five with Seattle, and I think they could have gotten their guy there. But yeah, but number one, honestly, the top three quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson's number four on the list. I don't care what anybody says; he's 100%. number four. I, I mean, I, 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 I can fact, understand. I can there's understand. There's only one quarterback, uh, Go ahead. So I can, I can understand them thinking that, but uh, for one QB, Bryce Young, he's small, um, and he kind of reminds you of a little bit of a Kyler Murray, but not as, not as shifty, right? That's the only quarterback uh, that I can, I can say was was in the, the seat that could fall. But Bryce Young is still a fucking great quarterback. So, yeah, C.K. Stroud was going to be up there. Will Levis was going to be up there because everybody loved him when he was in Florida and loved him when he was in Kentucky. And he had the big fucking arm. J.J. Stroud was probably the most accurate quarterback in college, college football in the last couple of years. So, you don't pass them, them players up for somebody that couldn't fucking get – 60% on the fucking passing rating. You don't move to number one to get a quarterback like that. Will, Will Levis, I'm telling you right now, is a bust. I also think that Bryce Young, while he's got a good head on his shoulders, I think he's too small. To me, there's only one quarterback in this class, and that's C.J. Stroud. And whoever and I've told CJ, you, and I'm not a C.J. Stroud fan. Like I like I him, know. but I still think – there's a lot of his game I don't like about. He stares down his receivers, so you know where he's fucking throwing the ball. Uh, that his be accuracy it. is fucking – it is very good, short and intermediate. His long ball struggled at times at Ohio State. So he, he missed quite a few passes to Olave, to Wilson, to Harrison, um, to Ibuka. He missed a few of them wide open – 
shots that he had because he overthrew them or underthrew them. So but it's, it's top and guys get better. Josh Allen at Wyoming was not very good. You look at another guy, Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, he was accurate, but he was kind of erratic. And he wasn't the player that we saw as a, as a chief. He wasn't anywhere near that player. So, I, I know college is not the end-all, be-all. Guys get better. They get better with better coaching. Uh, we'll see. But Hey, we got about six minutes to go, so I want to get to March Madness. It's, I, I got my bracket up here. I want to talk some upset picks. I want to talk some potential sleeper teams. I got shit. And I want to mm. talk about my final four that I have. So, this year in college basketball has been a wacky year. Um, a lot of teams ha- that are up at the top are not – teams that we're used to seeing at the top, like Alabama and Houston. Uh, There's no North Carolina in the tournament this year after they started off preseason number one. But I also think that this tournament's going to be wide open because I don't see a truly dominant team in this this bracket. And any one of the number ones, they got potential landmines in front of them where they could get tripped up. But right now, I'm looking at first-round upsets, and I'm, I'm calling some right now. Um, I don't have any huge upsets, which will probably bite me in the ass because there's always some big upset that's kind of floating out there. But I do have a couple, um, a couple fairly large upsets in the first round. Uh, I got Drake going over Miami, Florida. Uh, in the first round, that's a 12-5 upset. Um, well, we all, we all know I there's got, always uh, a couple 5-12s, so that's yeah. a given. I got NC State upending Creighton in the first round. That's an 11 over a 6 seed. Uh, I got um, I got VCU over St. Mary's. That's another 12-5 and five upset. Um, and then I have Arizona State over TCU. That's another 11 versus 6 uh, upset. So a couple upsets there, but where things get interesting is I actually got Michigan State making a little run to the Sweet 16, upending USC and then taking out Marquette in the second round, who's the number two seed. Um, I, but my final four that I have, I and I might change it uh, before the tournament starts, but right now the way looking at the bracket and how I feel about it, I got Alabama, Duke. Texas and Connecticut in the final four. Alabama probably has the best player in the entire tournament in Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller is a top three pick in this coming draft. He'd probably in other years would be number one if it wasn't for Scoot Henderson and then the unicorn that's Victor Wembanyama. Duke is playing as well as any team in the country right now. They've won nine in a row and, and won the ACC ter- conference tournament. Texas is a strange case now. Texas fired their coach, Chris Beard, but this team is in, has played an insane schedule. Okay, they're 26-8, and eight, but they went 14-8 and eight in quad one game. So that, that means that of their, uh, of their 20 
22 games, 22 games out of what? Uh, out of 30, 34 were against quad one opponents. That's that's crazy. That's 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 crazy to me. Uh, they have no bad losses in any. They have no losses to any quad two, three, or four opponents. They're battle tested. So I think that they're they're ready to go. And then Connecticut is probably one of the best rebounding teams in the country, and they shoot thirty seven percent from three point range. They're very dangerous. Now Connecticut does have a tough road to get there. They're the number four seed. They're in the Kansas bracket, and they also have UCLA and Gonzaga in their bracket. So I have Connecticut pulling the upset over Kansas in the Sweet 16 and then beating UCLA in the Elite Eight. But this is going to be one of those tournaments where I wouldn't be surprised by anything. Um, I – I don't have – I only have Alabama as my lone number one seed making it. Uh, I got Purdue dropping to Duke in the Sweet 16. Um, and then I have Houston losing to Texas in the Elite Eight. Although, I'm going to say it right now, I would not be surprised if Houston plays Auburn in the second round if they drop to Auburn. Uh, Auburn is one of those teams that – if they play at their best, they can beat anybody in the country. Unfortunately, they've been very cold, and they're coming in losing nine of their last 13. So, but honestly, it would not surprise me if, if Auburn pulled the upset. It's This is going to, like I said, this is a wide-open tournament. I don't see any heavy favorites. I personally like Alabama just because, they have a they have a very deep roster, and they have the best player in the country in Brandon Miller. Wow, that was long winded. Sorry, uh, I knew that you guys didn't have anything, so I had to fucking I, I, I had I to will, fucking kill it there. Well, I I will give you my final four after I just looked at, finally looked at the bracket for the first fucking time. Ever, ever since UC fired Bob Huggins, and over the last couple of years, I just I just really haven't cared as much about NCAA. Uh, okay. But I've always finished pretty close to actually picking some of these. So um, except for last year, that that one kind of sucked. But yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go Alabama. Um, okay. I'm going to go Tennessee in that bracket. I, I, I think Purdue could get beat. I think yeah. they're, they're the one team, the number one team that could get beat pretty easily. Um, I mean, I, I got to go with Houston. I, I think they're still playing fucking really good. Um, okay. I mean, they've been, they've been number one for quite a while. Um, and then, obviously, you, you, you can't go wrong with their – the reigning champ with Kansas. So that's my my final four. So I'm going three, three number ones and a number four. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean I, I think with Tennessee, I think if they if they get on their roll like they were playing, they were a top five team. And yeah. they were fucking playing really, really good. So I'm going to have to choose them for uh, the one team that, that takes that 
one number one spot away. Okay. Very good. Joe, any final four picks you want to add in before we drop for the night? He's got he's got Jack and Jill as his number one and two. <laughs> no, actually, if I was going to say, I mean, fuck it, I'll go crazy and say uh, final four is going to be Alabama, uh, Marquette, Texas, and UCLA. And you see? Right. Oh. No, UCLA. UC is going to fucking – UC is gonna choke. UCLA. UC, UC didn't even make it in the fucking tournament. You see, you and see that's what why happens. They when fucking, uh, that's oh, why they fucking choke. You see what happens when uh, our coaches leave? They fucking take other teams to the number two seed, and uh, yeah. the other one but, leaves West Virginia to a Final Four multiple times. So UCLA, UCLA is in the NIT right now. Or UC is UC is in the NIT. I meant to say UC is in the NIT. So. Although, you know what, I don't think UC got a lot of love. Maybe their schedule wasn't the best, but they're going to be playing in the Big 12. You you know that UC fucking won 21 games this past season. They were 21 and 12. Uh, but they had some quality wins, But although they lost a tough game to Arizona. They lost to Xavier by three. If they would have beat Arizona and Xavier, I, I think they're they – If they won one of them the, games, they would have been in. They, yeah, if they won they one be, of them games, they would have been in. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I like of West Miller. the last few years. We, we got a good coach, though. Wes Miller is a good coach. He's just – he's basically trying to flip the roster around. If you look at this team as stands – as, you know, as it stands right now, he's, his rotation was a lot more than freshmen. Yep. So yeah, I know uh, what, Chamberlain or whatever is it Chamberlain that sucked balls, or there was one player that really the best I player guess. on our team that was a senior was David DeHulius. But there's Jeremiah Davenport. Um, uh, so he's Jeremiah a junior. Davenport. Davenport sucks big dicks. Yeah, he's he's a junior. Season long, that yeah, they yeah. couldn't wait till he gets off that fucking roster because he sucked big dicks. Yeah. So there's, unlike, we'll see what happens. Unlike Brooks Bank, I, but I like smaller. Wes Miller. Wes Miller's a pretty good coach. I, I think he'll get it done eventually. But all right, guys, that's all the time we got. We will be back at it on Friday. Uh, hopefully, Sam's able to join the Friday show. Uh, but that's all we got. We'll see if we got any more interesting NFL news uh, by the time Friday rolls around. But thank you all for listening, and. Uh, Josh, take us out. Where's the uh, – we haven't heard of this plug for you in a long time. <laughs> that's because I'm drinking my Budweiser right now. So, everybody uh, that's out there, this Bud is for you. We cover our bases. Face it, you can't erase us. Back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it. Always our response is amazing. Our base is covered. Yeah. Yeah, you know.